0: So I collapse, you better lose this now. So I collapse, this opportunity comes once in a lifetime. You better collapse, you better lose this now. So I collapse, his palms are sweaty, his weak arms are heavy. His vomit on his sweater already. Mom's forgetting, he's nervous, But on the surface, he looks calm.
1: coming from where we come from you can't spell hustle without stl what up world it's your boy bobby aka mr 501 co-host of the hustle city podcast and i'm here with my brother from another mother
2: you already know exactly what it is ladies it's your favorite fat boyfriend 314 yogi or just yogi i don't really care at this point i'm probably better than any guy you ever dated well let's go
1: man today we got a really really interesting episode it's a very common topic that uh that I think um, I want to talk about with you today. It's um, courtesy of two goats, um, Tupac and Lil Wayne, two artists that have definitely influenced me on being a fan of hip-hop in general, but they both have different styles.
2: Yeah, man, you know, you got Wayne, who's uh, straight up out the South, Holly Grove, uh, New Orleans, you know. Got a really pretty good lengthy history in the game. And um, granted, given the fact that you know he got to see more of his, you know, his career blossom than Pac, mm-hmm. unfortunately, didn't get to see. But uh, both artists, you know, both pivotal, very pivotal to the topic of hip hop, rap, definitely, um, and influential, which is which is part of the purpose for this conversation today. You know, uh, Pac has a big influence. Definitely. And it seems it transcends uh, generation after generation that comes into the game. Yep. You see more young artists claiming that they are like Pac from a uh, boosie young boy, young thug. Hell, at one point the comparison was the realest rapper out the south that was closest to Tupac was Ti at some point. Yep. But um, man, you these two two heavyweights that I think for the rest of my life, you know. I'll like never go nowhere. And I'm always keep them in my top five, top ten, mm-hmm. and all that.
1: Me personally, bro, I got Wayne in my top five for sure. I think he's definitely a rapper that needs to be in everybody's top five, um, whether you're biased about him or not. Um, Lil Wayne, on the other hand, I'm a huge fan of Lil Wayne. He's definitely – probably put him in my top 15 personally just simply because there have been more artists that came before him while I was exposed to. Before Lil Wayne, don't get me wrong, I thought Lil Wayne at one point, especially from like 2005 to like maybe 2008 when the Carter Three came out. He was actually, to me, the best rapper at that time. Um, that, that If not one of the top three best rappers alive along with T.I. and Kanye as well. Because those three um, definitely, um, I think, were the top three hip-hop artists that had impacted during the mid-2000s. Uh,
2: definitely uh wayne and ti you know they both had their runs uh you know what it seemed like i'm the only person that really remember wayne having a period in time in his career after like the hot boys where it was kind of mm-hmm. you didn't really hear a lot from him right and then like 2003 came 2004 came and then right at 2005 go dj and all that just started popping off from mm-hmm. wayne and he was on the run for a while, and yeah, like you said, that was in the midst of Ti and um hell, Fifty Cent still at the part of his height, height of his yeah, club, he you was know. yep. They all was having like a really good uh, run, but Wayne specifically mm-hmm. was the standout. He was like he was every fucking where. I felt like mixtapes. Yeah, I definitely felt all like, that shit, bro. I
1: definitely felt like he was the biggest staple at that time. And he definitely did have the right to claim his throne as uh, the best rapper alive.
2: Yeah I remember Um, Shit what was that? The Big State Best Rapper Live Part 2 Whatever that was that came out. I remember just When the CD man Would come to the hood mm-hmm. And all the CDs That was out that year Yeah you had people Buying like Jeezy Cause he had like Trapper Die One or two Yep Uh Oh pa- uh, I said Pac Um 50 Had what well, I think at that point Right around that time Was what The Massacre The
1: Massacre yep His second album That was out Yep
2: Ti probably had Urban Legend out around that time, and uh,
1: Kanye had a late registration.
2: Yeah, and they were all releasing albums yep. that was coming out, but Wayne was dropping mixtapes, and the CD man would sell out his shit before he would sell out anybody's.
1: Yeah, they were at a really good price too.
0: At yeah, one point, you know? from
2: the one that got used to come to my hood, it was always like um, two to five dollars. Mm. But Wayne always was like the five to six dollar ones because he knew they was gonna sell the most, and people people's right. gonna bump him regardless. So they was asking for Wayne like crazy. Yeah. And I remember going down there one day. My, I got lucky. My granddad gave me like $6. He's like, go buy what you want. And I went down. And I got the best rapper live part two, uh, Lil Louisiana. Uh, shit. What else? I think that was, yeah, that was before the drought three came out, but I had a couple of them, man. And granted, I wasn't always the biggest Wayne fan, my cousin was the biggest Wayne fan. He's mm-hmm. always been since we was in the hot, into the hot boys. He was always the biggest Wayne fan out of all of us. But his, his like for Wayne kind of grew into my like for Wayne. Cause he would have me sitting down for hours going back, going over his verses with the hot boys, going off his verses on his own shit, standing yeah. up at two, three o'clock in the morning. And it was crazy that he had this much influence over two goddamn 10 year olds. But
1: right Man, speaking of that, I think with Lil Wayne, um, I think the the one thing that really struck my mind was that just how he's able to. Man, that dude probably has thousands and thousands of songs he made off the top of his head, which always got to me since I first um you know learned about him, and I think the first I heard about him prior to the Carter, the first Carter, but I was like ten or eleven when the um uh, Carter came out. And, like, ever since I heard Go DJ and, like, Berman Jr. and Cash Money Millionaire and those songs on that album, I just became a fan immediately because I was a little, I'm not going to lie, I was a little a little late because, obviously, you know, I was 10 years old, you know, at yeah, that time. Yeah. But as I got older, you know, I started, you know, understanding who Lil Wayne was and what he represented in the South. And then I felt like he started being more influential around the time The Carter Three came out because after that, you know, we had Drake, Nicki Minaj, um you know, Young Money Young Money was yeah, popping. He was building his empire. Yeah, he
2: was really moving at that right. point in time. Um I'm, you know, what was crazy what you were saying, like being like ten and 11, 9 and ten and eleven. Mm-hmm. I always knew who he was. Um Little weird like fun fact, one of my oldest cousins was his road manager's assistant. Oh wow. At the time, my cousin Giovanna. So she would bring back, like, signed T-shirts from all the high boys.
1: That's crazy. And
2: it was crazy Uh, thinking about being that close to a celebrity mm-hmm. and shit like that. But at the time, it was just, you know, it was crazy. But um, you know how, like, a lot of the old head, like, we were talking about this episode is about Pac as well. Yeah. You know, like, all the older heads or our older cousins who were probably, like, what, a generational step above us.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Pac, in my mind, for them, is what Wayne was for us. Because he followed us from, you know, like we were just saying, 9, 10, 11, all through my high school years. Yeah. Every mixtape, I was right there. Right. So I was like, I'm watching this dude just go crazy all these years, well on until I got into college. And I'm like, well, he kind of lost me at college because, you know, he got those few projects I didn't like at all. Yeah. But everything is a hit or miss, you know. Some things are fine. Everything is finite. Like, but um, he was one of those artists that transcended times. It's kind of like he knew right where to be. Yeah, and like, like I was saying, that kind of thing I think kind of sparked this conversation was on terms and scales of being influential. Wayne is the biggest, single-handedly the biggest influential artist since Tupac in my. I agree. In my in my mind, I definitely agree on that because how Pac got, you can't talk about hip hop without talking about Pac. Oh, you can't. Or Biggie. Well, but here's the thing, though. The influence, you know, not even just skill. I ain't mean to cut you off. No, obviously. no, you good?
1: No, go ahead. The You're
2: influence is, is still there to this day. I agree. It was even in Wayne. Yep. Tattoos and all that. But Wayne, if you look at the current layout of rap now, what do you see? Dreads, face tats. Yep. That's remnants of food. And nothing's wrong with that at all. I'm enjoying it. It's just.
1: I mean, it's just a trend, That's, honestly. But
2: that trend, you know, that yeah. trendiness to, like, your voice, for your voice to make your music, that started with Wayne. I it agree. was his voice.
1: I think with um, Lil Wayne, too, man, like, he made rapping with autotune okay, I guess is a good way to put it. Cause, you know, oh, yeah, he, he blazed the
2: shit out of some autotune. Man.
1: Yeah, like, especially with, like, Lollipop yeah. and... What are the songs that he have that he used auto tune? He got money with uh, T Pain.
2: Oh my God. How that, did I forget about that? Bro, how did you that forget about that? That was a fucking hit. Song. Bro, that was a hit. Yes, man. That was my motherfucking song. You like. know
1: what? Here's a random fact about that song. That was probably because I remember when the Carter 3 came out. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't listen to it front and back when it first came out. I actually, mm. because I think what happened was when the Carter 3 got leaked, um, like even weeks before that, um, like my cousin played some songs. I'm like, whoa, I'm like, Yo, where's this from? He's like, This is from the Carter because um mm. my cousin, you know, back when Limewire and all that. Yeah. When we had all that, he was Shout uh, out to Limewire. Shout out to Limewire. You know, when he was making me copies of uh CDs, like with like, you know, playlists and stuff like that. Yeah. Um yeah, he um he had some songs on the Carter Three that I didn't even know were from the Carter Three, like Got Money was on there. I think he put the lollipop remix with Kanye on there. Um he put uh he put a remix of Amelie. I didn't hear the original version of Amelie till much later on. Mm. Actually, I've, I heard yeah, you telling me that. Yeah, I heard one of the one of his I don't know how many remixes Lil Wayne has, but yeah, I heard a remix of Amelie by Lil Wayne and and yeah, man, I mean I was just I think the thing with Wayne that made me such a big fan too, on top of his wordplay and creativity, was definitely um Just his consistency. I think he was at the time, like, especially after the Carter Two when he dropped like mixtape after mixtape and he was Mm -hmm. on so many features. Yeah. I think that's what made me like initially a fan more than anything. Like even after the Carter. Like like even though I heard first heard him on the Carter, I think what made me a fan was just him like just dropping mixtapes left and right because he has dozens and dozens of mixtapes. I think to me, honestly, he's the best mixtape rapper of all time.
2: Oh, definitely. He he killed and crushed the mixtape game
0: yeah.
2: a long time ago. Like, I don't even think T.I. got a mixtape out at any point. But, I mean, the reason why I referenced T.I. was just because that was, like, the time which yeah. you've seen all this shit happen. But you knew, yeah, you had Jeezy and Gucci Mane, mm-hmm. who I would say were, like, his, I don't want to say opponents, but if you had to put it in terms of, like, mixtape battling, who was putting out a lot of mixtapes? Gucci, Jeezy, mm-hmm. Atlanta was on fire with the mixtape game. Oh, so thanks. anybody that was coming out of Atlanta, damn near had a mixtape going on. But Wayne, his work, his work ethic was just impeccable. It was different. Yeah, it was like he was hungry as shit, and it was Wayne mixtape after Wayne mixtape. That Piff got. Boy, we ripped shit off of that Piff.
1: I was going to say that Piff crashed at one point because of how many people downloaded his mixtapes. Like, oh, that's how big Wayne became.
2: Like, we was ripping shit off just to get Wayne whatever the hell it was. Mm-hmm. I remember going back. My favorites, though, was probably the dedications.
1: Ooh, classic. Before
2: um, No Ceilings dropped and all that. Dedications 1, 2, 3. Classics. I think Dedication 4 maybe or dedication three one of them is my favorite I can't remember I have to go back and listen to it but yeah. I just remember them dropping and it was my favorite things he would drop because at that time I was more um, I wasn't the biggest Wayne fan because I wasn't really into like the whole tattoos and all like the cool swag shit I mean I was but that ain't the shit that was going on in my life I was a nerd always <laughs> my dad didn't want buying all that shit I guess but maybe I was too fat I don't know was I too fat for skinny jeans? Yeah, I was too fat for skinny jeans Yeah, you still uh, are, but it's whatever fun, man, This is the winter This is where bodies are made I'm about to call off and come out like a
1: god Next, next summer I don't even care You're trying to be skinny Like Wiz Khalifa Like you said before <laughs>
2: Hey, if I was that skinny dude Do you know what the hell I'd be doing right now? I'd probably be a porn star
1: I, got I feel no, like I would I got, no on that, <laughs> I got
2: no comment on that, bro <laughs> I got no comment on that I'd probably be a porn star Or something like that Just for the oh heck of it god. I have OnlyFans uh, I can have OnlyFans now. What am I talking about? Um, yeah, look out for OnlyFans, y'all. That might be coming real soon. That might be a thing. I don't know. I'm thinking on it right now. But back to the topic. <laughs> um, Pac. Um, I wasn't around for all the early, early nineties. Yeah, when he was really just everywhere from the TV screen to uh, hip hop, like just rapping, mm-hmm. and you know. I don't know how, I, I didn't, I, I'm not able to readily tell you how exactly how big his influence was, but from the things that I've known, from things I've read to stories you hear about him to documentaries that came out with him in him, he was a very, the way he positioned himself and just who he was is the reason why he'll be forever influential mm-hmm. to this thing we call rap. Right. And the reason why I specifically say rap is because you know me, I, I separate rap and hip hop. Granted it's the same thing damn near, but it's just, it's two different sides of the story. I feel yeah. hip hop is more lyrically driven and based in things like storytelling and, you know, old school The five elements of hip hop. So that's where you get your Nas your Jay Z's, you know, mostly boom bap type shit. And, um, Anybody from any part of the country where they just really look at you know, they check into their lyrics more right, right. than anything. Then you got rap, which is more so what I would like to, you know, identify as like the street side of everything. I don't really mm. like to call it gangster rap. No, it's just rap. It's just more the grittier tale of observe you know, things that these people have observed and been in and they telling right. a real life story in it and Pac was really, really great at that. Yeah. He was great at capturing the story of these young people, you know, the young dudes that was outside at the time mm-hmm. and things he was going through. Yep. He was great at putting those into words. And that's the reason why I say I don't really look at it, I don't really look for him to, you know, for lyricism so much as I look to him as for, you know, having the ability to turn these stories into something really, really poetical. It's kind of like how I feel about Kendrick Lamar. Like, Kendrick Lamar is very lyrical, though. Yeah. But he can make a drive by sound poetic than a motherfucker. Yeah, he can. He can make a drive by where ten people die sound political to the motherfucker.
1: See, with me, man, like, like with hip hop and rap, like hip hop to me is not just music. It's like a, it's a movement. You know what I'm saying? Like hip hop to me is more of a movement than a genre because, you know, of course, like when when I think of hip hop, right? I think of hip hop as like, it's like a what's the word I'm looking for? I'm just gonna repeat it. It's like a it's like a movement or. A platform, actually, that um, establishes, you know, an artist um, to, you know, reach out to the masses to, you know, inspire and impact, you know, those. Because there are people who can relate to a lot of these artists, you know, of whether it's, you know, making it, you know, just something simple like making it out the hood or like those who are the you know, tr- going through trials and tribulations and that kind of thing. You know, rap to me is just a sub-genre, is a sub-genre of that. Yeah. Rap to me is more of like um. There's not as much... There's not as much... I feel like there's not as much storytelling. But at the same time, there's a lot... I feel like there's more... There's definitely a lot of wordplay and creativity that goes into it.
2: True. You yeah. know, I, I feel like hip-hop is like the more focused older brother. And then... Yeah. Rap is like... And I know, this ain't no diss at all. This is really a good thing. Cause mm-hmm. It's more like the little, the younger, ADHD type motherfucking little brother because it's all it's all over the place. You you yeah. never know. You got so right. many different styles. Yeah, you got so many different like you look now. You got YB, mm-hmm. totally different style from a lot of other oh, rappers. Yes. But you got people like Dirk in Chicago. You mm-hmm. got them with drill. You got uh New York, who's right now heavily util- uh, utilizing the uh UK drill sound. Yeah. Five of your foreign uh, pop, smoke, pop smoke RIP to him. Uh, all those different sounds, the West Coast, you know, they always got their own thing going on mm-hmm. when it comes to that. And then, but when you get down to the South, you got, like I said, you got YB, you got all of Atlanta Thug, Gunner, uh, Look Got It from YSL, LaKeith, RIP to mm-hmm. him, um, Shorty Low, TI. Man. going over to Florida where it sounded a little different. Kodak Black, Rick Ross, man. uh Rye Wave, Zero, Ace Hood Houston and boy, Houston got their own Bro UGK always been in their own.
1: Bro, UGK. Texas
2: always been in their own, man. Shout out to them, man. Um, we're gonna have to definitely do a section on her segment where I'm gonna start shouting out and probably when we get to the more video side of things where I start shouting out and putting little plugins for uh artists, even if you local St. Louis artists. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna put a lot of plug in for y'all But as we grow Put more plug in for like artists that I think you Like on the rise mm-hmm. Hype Like up and coming hype Like Big X the plug All of them are coming out of Texas right now Different type of rappers But man um, Yeah rap is that other subgenre that They they, they No matter the artists that came through They set themselves apart But the one mm-hmm. that stick, particularly stand out To me will always be uh, Pac and Wayne
1: yeah, for sure. You know there are artists who have actually been, even though they both have different styles, there have been there are a lot of artists who have been inspired by both. Yeah, like um, Polo G. Polo G said his biggest influences were Lil Wayne and Pac.
2: Yeah, I mean, but you can see it in them because yeah. Pac always inspired the youth. It was his whole thing was, mm-hmm. you know, stay stay in the fight. You know, and he was more he was more revolutionary than Wayne. But Wayne made it cool to be a radical, though. Yeah. Just he made it cool to be like not whatever. Be your damn self. Right. I remember him talking one time. He was like, everybody trying to be different. so everybody gonna look the same. They trying
1: to be different. Nah, be you. Hey, that was uh, that was one of the first things he said to Drake was just be yourself.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, shit. Look at Drake now, moist as hell. As you follow this podcast, you'll find out that I have a love hate relationship with Drake. So whatever. I will fight Drake one day. Me and him are gonna have the biggest celebrity boxing match one day.
1: All right, man. Don't talk about violence before this episode gets demonetized.
2: This ain't violence at all. This ain't boxing is a sport. I said boxing. I ain't say I was gonna catch him on the street of Toronto and beat him down. I ain't the game.
1: I'm you know pray, I'm, I'm glad you're not. That's all I'm gonna <laughs> say. I'm <not. laughs>
2: you know,
0: I don't, I don't, I don't catch
1: not. other
2: rappers on the streets and just knock them out. I don't knock nobody out. I'm far. You know, I am a nerdy black guy that just I keep saying I'm nerdy. I really ain't nerdy. I got my things I geek out on, like technology and I don't, I'm not into anime.
1: You got that technology swag going on.
2: I mean, I guess I need to upgrade my swag and go twist my hair because <laughs> I'm sick of walking around. looking. See, like now you got that K. little Wayne influence
1: in you, too, since you want to twist your hair right now. I said I'm
2: going to get locks, but you know what, though? One of the people that first really made me want locks, though, was Wayne. Mm-hmm. He was one of the top people that made me want them back in the day.
1: It's funny cause like, I like- just
2: because I like the fact that you can braid them up and then have like the big rope braids of yeah. them. That was one of the reasons why, but then it was like him. And, I think like any reggae artist I came around sure. got a hold of at the time. And
1: even though I even though I'm not bald, I you know, I like to keep that short haircut, you know. Hey, <laughs> and, I mean, you know, Pac Pop, Pop had no hair, but still
2: You could get have Thug life tatted on your stomach, Bobby, I don't know. We never know.
1: Oh, that'll never happen.
2: Palestinian thug life, you know. <laughs> free Palestine, free take a, all that type stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh I just said free take a that don't uh <laughs> I know this might sound wrong. I don't want nobody to go to jail. I wouldn't wish jail on nobody, but some people belong in jail, y'all. Like, y'all really got to start snitching for real. Y'all got to upgrade y'all's snitch game. There's too many black women getting killed for no reason. There's too many babies getting hit with straight bullets. Some of these dudes need to be in jail, bro. Or oh, we need to send them overseas so they can shoot. I mean, they, granted, they might die. But that ain't our business, though. Oh, Just man. snitch.
1: Nah, let's uh, let's get back to the topic for a second. But, uh, um let's so,
2: say what the hell was the topic? Man, let's I got talk a whole about, agenda. Let's talk about
1: how so we talked about Lil Wayne and how we were influenced by him and how we were exposed to him. Let's go back and um talk about Pac for a second because Pac is definitely the definition and Wayne is too, but Pac is definitely the definition of a timeless artist. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Him. Definitely.
1: And I think we need a we definitely, as fans or even as a people, we definitely need to carry on his legacy because that dude not just impacted his local fan base, but he impacted the world. True. Um, I, I mean, when he died, and I, even want, I still watch interviews of, I forgot what the police officer's name was, but he was on Vlad TV. I actually just watched an interview about how he um, arrived at the scene of Tupac's death, and he even, he didn't even know how much of an impact his death was until afterwards. 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 Yeah, exactly.
2: It wasn't Greg Kading, was it?
1: To be honest, but I, I have to look that up. I honestly don't okay, remember his yeah, name.
2: I know Vlad did like a f- few interviews with him about uh Tupac death. But yeah. um, you know, um Pac, how this kind of similar way I came into Wayne. Um I came into Pac. I mean, I was probably like to be honest, I think I was like six at the time. Mm. I remember um being in my grandma's living room and uh I heard it was California love. I'm like, what is that? And I looked at the TV. And then the video comes on, and I just see all this cool shit, them in the desert on bikes, riding. Yeah, George Clinton there looking crazy as usual. Right. But you got Dre standing next to him, and then I'm just, as soon as I step on the scene, you hear Hootie screaming, I'm just hearing the verse. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm rocking with this. I like this, so I, I turn up. Yep. And Six, just listening to, uh, listening to that song. And that was the only song I really knew. And then my mom, um, the same year, earlier, she had my biological mother. She was tragically murdered. But in her room was uh, a bunch of vinyls and a bunch of CDs. And when I went through them, I seen All Eyes on Me, Me Against the World, Mm -hmm. Machiavelli. Classics. And I be riding with my dad, too. My dad, he had uh, back in the 90s, you know, it was right before CDs popped. It was uh, cassette tapes. And in his glove compartments in each of his cars, he always had a massive amount of cassette tapes, but he had everything from Pac in there. Mm. And I would take it out, take one out. He'd pop it in. We'd listen to it while we riding around. And I'm reading it back and he explained it. I'm like, who is this? And he explaining the producer's name. And he telling me the real meaning behind Machiavelli, you know, referencing Niccolo uh, Machiavelli and why everybody think Pac's still alive and telling me about Pac doing this and Pac right. that. So when I got old, I started looking up YouTube, you know, you looking around for everything. You just all these interviews yeah. that you see and then you just hear him talk. And that's where I kind of got the point. I was probably like 10 at that point in time, kind of got a revolutionary mindset from him. Mm. You know, um, he was the real reason why I started looking into more of the history of the Black Panthers. OK. And more of black history things on, the you know, the African-American heritage and all that. Him, uh, that revolutionary part of Pac is what really made me proud of him, though. Yeah. Because he wasn't just, you know, you know, you get artists every now and then. thank God we've been blessed with people like J. Cole, who kind of make it a point to point out the dysfunction in society. Mm -hmm. And they'll go at it. Kendrick will go at it. Hell, even Drake will do it sometimes. Uh he was one of the first for me to really just pinpoint a lot of, you know, things that was wrong. So yeah. In terms of like his influence for me, it wasn't just music. It was, he was a whole entity, a whole another entity outside of it. Right. So, um, yeah. Talk about timeless for me. That'll always be somebody I, 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 I hold, uh, near and dear when it comes to my thoughts of hip hop and music, period, regardless yeah. to, granted I don't like the way he went about things leading up to him dying I don't really I think that was more of us watching a young man be influenced by a whole other side of whatever in the hell it was with LA death row and all that Mm -hmm. but mind you he was still immature in his own way too. He was young. He was still impressionable. Yeah,
1: he was I think he was I don't think he was even twenty five, I could be and wrong. He was twenty four when he died. Twenty
2: four, yeah. So my remember I look at myself at twenty four, yeah, I was still influential about a lot of shit. But I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, that's always gonna be somebody I I, I look up to when it comes to music wise, mm-hmm. because in his songs you it it was like shit you ain't never really heard of. You got lyrics, but you got Poets who can mm-hmm. just, you know, paint pictures, and it was easy for me to close my eyes, listen to a pocket right. record, and I can paint the picture of what he's saying. granted on top on top of that, I was growing up seeing these exact things, which made it even more crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He's saying it, and I'm outside looking out the window. I'm looking out the window from the house like damn, I see that, I see this. Oh yeah, he's not lying about any of this. Mm-hmm.
1: But Man, the thing about Tupac is like he makes you he makes you just want to think you know, yeah. about the world and just about life in general and, like, what, you know, his activism and what people, well, especially black people, have to go through on a day-to-day basis. I mean, he he had no filter at all, and that's something I definitely respected um, about him more than anything. I just, um, the problem I have, the only problem I have, and it's not just him, I mean, it's not him directly, it's just the people, how they misjudged him just because he had, just for the smallest things, man, like tattoos and, like, how they say Thug Alive, just racial Ignorant comments about him and all that—that's the only thing I had a problem with. But honestly, like I'm one of those guys that really looked up to him because he made me. He is one of the reasons, along with like M and J, Nas and Biggie. Because, like I said, including Pac, like they're my top five of all time. Like I mentioned before, the thing with Pac is like I liked his voice alone, just like how he had that aggression and like how you can actually tell that he was rapping from the heart. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And that's that's something that I feel like. A lot of artists nowadays do not do very well, in my opinion.
2: You know what? Recently, we highlighted a St. Louis artist who really, really gives me a Pac vibe. Dub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The aggression.
1: That's what we, we were talking about. That the in, the in the past. Yeah. This one really. Yeah.
2: And I was listening to him today on my way back mm-hmm. from brunch. Uh. I was listening to him, and I'm, I think it was a uh, more lit. Yep. I'm sorry, uh, sorry mama. And I'm just listening to, like, the way he, like, the aggression, the tone of it. I'm like, yeah, this is one of those, like, it's remnants of Eminem, but it's, like, it's that Pac, like, that aggression, that grit that's in it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I like that. That's the reason why I, like, I gravitate to those artists more than... Mm
1: -hmm. Pac definitely had a lot more substance, too. Like, you, like... I mean, man, it's just hard because I wish like he was still alive to this day. I still think about that. And I feel like the interviews that I watch on YouTube, even though they were made like in the early 90s or whatever, I felt like they were made yesterday because they had like they have like millions and millions of views just simply. And it's just amazing how knowledgeable he was, too, at his age.
2: True. You know, I love to watch things like Drink Champs. Yeah. Or anytime Vlad would interview like Idi Amin or Napoleon from The Outlaws Mm -hmm. and he would uh and you would hear these stories and them telling like how he would be. Yeah. And stuff like that. I feel like none I don't I don't God forbid this happens anytime soon. I know for a fact when Wayne passes on or when Wayne leaves us, that's gonna be the it's gonna be the it's gonna be repeat and remnants of that. Again, you're gonna have all these interviews, all these things, this podcast everywhere. For generations, they're gonna see that. Yep. Hey, this was a bad motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like this, this, this. He was that. He was that nigga at that time. And for those who did the podcast, don't like the N word. I'm sorry, but he, he, he was. Hey, twenty. You're 100 percent right, brother. 2005 to 2010. He Wayne was the man. Facts. Wayne was holding it down until he stepped aside for a second and went did his time in jail that year. Then you started really paying attention to Drake. Mm -hmm. Then you heard things about J. Cole and them coming up out of nowhere. Yep. But it was Wayne, Wayne, Wayne. If it wasn't Wayne, it was T.I. And if it wasn't T.I., it was Jeezy. Or it was Gucci. Then you had a but Wayne was holding it down. He was. Damn near single-handedly in this industry by himself.
1: Yeah, he was definitely number one. And then
2: he was featuring everywhere. Bro,
1: 2007, he was featured like every DJ Khaled album, he was featured in like all these classic R&B singles. Yeah. Nowadays. I mean, I think honestly he was probably, at one, I mean, he probably still is this day, but he's definitely, at, the, at least at that time, he was definitely the best featured artist.
0: Yeah. yeah. At that time.
1: Like, especially like We Taking Over, like Out Here Grinding with DJ Khaled. Um, I think what was that song with T.I. on Ur- Soldier on Urban Legend. Yep. And man, even that collab album he did with Birdman, um, before the whole cash money issue, uh stunt. You know, like songs stunt like "Stunt," like, like my daddy. daddy. Yep, uh, like father, uh, like son. That's what the album was. Yeah.
2: yeah, stunt like my daddy. What was that one song? A Championship ring. I know you're talking about. Yeah, feel like I just won a championship Right, Yeah, that shit, boy. I remember niggas in high school just randomly running through the hallways singing that song, being PE, losing focus, ADD out in the morning. And you knew what they was rapping. It was Wayne, Wayne, yeah. Wayne. And yeah, he's arguably, don't even really need to argue. He's, he's, really, yeah, he was one of the, he's one of the best to ever, bless a microphone.
1: Facts. I say that every time, every year on his birthday. Like He's definitely one of the greatest who ever graced a mic, is how I say it personally. Yeah. Man, one thing that I, I have an early childhood memory of, and I'll never forget this, it was in high school, and especially during my junior year, because I think the Carter Three came out, A few, yeah, it came out. I think like a month after my sophomore year, but during the fall semester of my junior year, you know, I used to you know work out in the weight room at the gym, and then you know these guys were playing the Carter Three. They were playing the Carter Three in there, and man, back man, that album. And I don't think a lot of people know this, but you know, the Carter Three was the last album to sell a million copies in the first week before the streaming era even happened.
2: That's big. I didn't know it was the last, but.
1: And I'm talking about <laughs> this is back when this is this was back when Spotify and Apple Music,
0: yeah,
1: you know they wasn't popping at all. Like the cards, be, I'm talking about pure copies. Uh, like I think th- just the first day alone, I think they said it was like over four hundred and twenty thousand. It was like something crazy and big like that.
2: You uh, you know what? I didn't like I said I didn't know it was the last one to sell it much, but I do remember back around that time. Uh,
1: oh, sorry, not to cut you off too. It was actually um. Yeah, and um, actually, just recently, I think like not even two weeks ago, I think it, now it's officially eight times platinum. So it's gonna it's gonna be diamond really soon.
2: I was surprised it ain't already diamond. I me
1: mean, Yeah, me too.
2: Um, it's getting close though. It's you know what I didn't know that. Like I said, I I didn't know that was the last album to go like be that sell that many that big mm-hmm. before streaming took over. But I do remember around that time, uh, when the radio DJs before this was before academics. Yeah. And all them guys started popping up. They would literally call out how much albums were selling when it was time for them to drop on the radio. And I remember them saying, Wayne, I remember the first week uh, before the first week was up, like the first day, the next morning, like I'm talking six hours after it dropped. It was already like three hundred and fifteen thousand. And yeah, I didn't pay attention by the end of the week, but that was some crazy shit. He had a hell of a debut week with that. Yeah, but that was so pivotal because you know for a long time it was this thing with Wayne and Jay Z. And if you really into music, you dig into more than just the music. You dig into the stories behind, like the scenes, if you can get to them. Right. And the biggest thing that was going for Wayne at one point was, shit. You know, Jay Z really wanted to sign Wayne. Mm-hmm. He really wanted Wayne to that. be his artist and. Out of nowhere, Mr. Carter got who on it? Jay Z, and Facts. that 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 shit was fire.
1: Man, we were just listening to that song um, yeah. last week, and I looked at that song like, and I think I mentioned this too, like that was actually Lil Wayne's favorite song off of that album. Yeah, I the you're whole saying and that. that that's... and to me, I look at that song as Jay Z passing the torch to Lil Wayne. True, because
2: yeah, he he definitely Jay did his thing on that. Uh, Facts. I thought that was pretty dope. As said, with both of their name being last name being Carter, but mm-hmm. it was just like it was—it's literally the flip of the coin, heads and tails. It's two different sides right. of this thing we call hip hop and rap, and they both mesh together. They—they they made well. I wish they had had more f- uh, features with each other. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's a duel Like I said, I ain't the biggest Jay Z fan, but I think him—I'm big—I'm a big Jay Z fan for features. More than I have been like for his like later career bars or I got you. Latter career albums, yeah. early Jay Z hell yeah, but always gonna be a Nas fan. Um, I, I wish they had Wayne and him had to have more features together because I think they would have definitely ran it the hell up. But um, I mean
1: we we just got a recent one with them. Off, well, God, guy did. God did. Yeah. I mean they they both did their thing on that, and Not, that was fire. That was fire. But man, Wayne's verse though, I don't think that verse got appreciated enough.
2: Yeah, cause he went. He didn't. That wasn't. That wasn't the like recent kind of Wayne you heard. Mm-hmm. That was what I be referring to. That that was Weezy F. That was yeah. Like, back back Wayne like oh nine oh eight oh seven Wayne like he yep. he snapped he slid that motherfucker yeah. And I was like yeah that's that's that that's that I'm at my OG level. I'm finna talk my shit, and you hear him in the song saying it. Yep. I'm the apex dreadhead face tats. Like, yeah. he, that shit to he, me.
1: I mean, to me, when he said that, that was just, he was just saying how he's an influential figure yeah. in hip hop.
2: And he knows it. And and that's he good. knows that's it. That's good. That's a good yeah. thing to own that. Cause, uh, you know, most people be being modest and ain't nothing wrong with being modest. I get it. You don't want to, you don't say you everything, think of you everything. But nah, he let it be known. Like, when you see these little motherfuckers running around, mm-hmm. even from like Rich the Kid had a song, what was it? Like Wayne or whatever the hell it was, him and Wayne did. Oh like that tape That little tape I guess they got like...
1: Man what was
2: it You know it. how many kids wanted to be Lil Wayne I remember Millions playing ball. Bro. If you from the hood St. Louis tap in with me I know y'all play baller blocking on y'all street Oh facts And if you play baller blocking like they did in the movie Where everybody picked their character Shout out to my fuck ass cousins though They made me bird man baby and shit Cause I was chubby stupid ass <laughs> bitches I hate y'all <laughs> Oh my god <laughs>
1: Oh, it was um, it was Trust Fund Babies. That's what the okay like. Trust Fund Babies. Yeah. Whatever
2: that that shit was nice. It was I was cool with that. I was feeling that, but that point there, man, like everybody wanted to be Wayne playing baller blocking. I had mm-hmm. a cousin who kind of. I feel like I have a cousin named J Shout out to my cousin Devon Jay. Um, shout out Real G E and T and all that in Atlanta because he's down there. That's where he at now. But he's from St. Louis. Uh, he reminded us of Wayne. Cause he had, he was skinny Little so You know shorter Had the uh, He's always had long dreadlocks mm. And he kinda His voice is kinda like I ain't gonna say scrappyish. I always compare Wayne To like a drunk lizard But uh, The voice though My cousin had a really Cool like sounding voice And he would rap I feel like had he put his foot down A little bit more And stayed focused on that shit Hell nigga We would've been up right now Devon J I wouldn't have had to start a podcast I'm blaming you for my non-success, which is crazy as hell. The kids don't do that. It's your fault if you're not successful. Work hard. Don't smoke weed. Don't do it either. Stay away from that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, just that I mean, you had people styling themselves after Wayne. Dreadlocks became a real big thing in the hood. Because yeah. I, I remember all my little friends started growing their hair. My dad, he was on some parenting stuff. He was trying to be a good parent, I guess, and wouldn't let me get my hair locked. But you know what? <laughs> Next week, it's over with, baby. I'm going from short well, I had a short haircut in like a year.
1: May hair grew fast.
2: I have not I have not cut my hair in a long time. But these locks, I'm gonna be like Wheezy in like a good two years. But
1: Yeah, Yogi F baby.
2: Yogi F baby, hey. I'm putting that in my bio for me. Yeah, sure. I don't know what the F gonna stand for, but
0: uh, yeah, do you say fat? I, I said freaky. Yeah, I thought <laughs> this damn mic. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: man, but also it's freaky. No,
2: nah, nah, nasty. I ain't pulling my sexual stuff. No, nah, we're not. Movie. We'll talk
1: about that off the air. But uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um,
1: no, man. But think shout out to Wayne too, man. Um, I'm gonna. I'm a little late, but happy late birthday to Wayne. 40, 40 years old, man. Forty, he's forty years old officially. He don't really at all. No, he doesn't. And not only that, but he just got um, 22, I think, yeah, I think it was around 22, um, you know, additional platinum plaques for his hit songs, like Six Foot, Seven Foot, a milli. Mm. Um, and, you know, he got, I think the Carter 5 now is double platinum. Like I said, the Carter 3 is eight times platinum. I mean, yeah, he's still on a roll. Like, yeah. I mean, even if he didn't release an album, I mean, he's not going to. He's not gonna leave anytime soon, y'all I don't think he ever will leave
2: Rap it's when crazy. he's alive right, go I No, no, you're good, go ahead Like You know, we talk about influence over here And we in the States, but when you go look at like um The UK Or Europe, period mm-hmm. When they like, even them places where Like, you kinda know they don't really mess with like Black people For whatever reason, y'all suck uh, I'll start World War 3 about this thing complain Uh If you look at Pac influence, though, Pac had a really crazy overseas influence. Facts. I didn't find it out until probably like some, a few years ago. I'm like, yeah, he had a crazy... I don't know if Amsterdam just gets stuff late or if, like, Sweden and them get stuff late, but a lot of them little white teenagers over there be making rap music, they be acting like Pac alive still. And I'd be like, wait a minute, you... Bro, Amsterdam... Did you to check this out, sir? Bro, I've seen interviews um, from uh,
1: Amsterdam where they actually interview... They love hip-hop over yeah. there. Like, I've seen them interview Jeezy at one point and other other famous artists from the South. And, yeah, they love... they. I mean, Tupac was another artist they really loved and admired because, like you said, Tupac was a worldwide phenomenon is a good way to, for me to put it because Pac's music just didn't impact the States. It impacted the world. I mean, yeah, it's just hard, man. Like, I wish... Man, if there was, let me ask you this, if there was one, if Pac was still alive, what would you say to him right now?
2: Um, If I had a chance to talk to Pac and he was still alive, I'd literally be like, one of my main questions would be, could he break down the real meaning behind the life?
0: Because
2: mm-hmm. from what I've kind of like picked up from different interviews about him, when people were really close to him, it wasn't. You know, like be a gangster and all that type of stuff. It wasn't that. It was more so kind of like a movement thing that was behind it, but I never fully understood. You know, like I said earlier, watching him, the way everything ended was unfortunate. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we were watching a person that was, uh, you know what, go back. Well, now I'm bringing this up. Going back to the question that I'd asked what happened? Mm -hmm. What changed? Cause you see change, you like you know, you got the radical him, which I understand that's where the aggression come from. But what was it that kept him so close to the negative things that I know he was seeing Mm. with death row, you know, Snoop will talk about it now, right? Dre will talk about it. You know, Snoop always highlight the negative things that'll go on. But if he was in Snoop's age, I would ask him the same question they asked Snoop. Like, what made y'all stay so close to that? Like, right. If you had something positive going on, what was it? Because Suge Knight wasn't a positive person to be around at all. That'd be my biggest thing. I want to know Definitely what not. happened that made, that kind of, that shifted your mindset. I mean, I get, you know, like, they took, okay, the LA video, the, L, the Las Vegas video tape of him jumping dude in the casino, mm-hmm. which led to his death, uh, what made you like get into that business anyway? Like that, that wasn't your business. That was what Ma paru and mm-hmm. some crips from L.A. That was a thing. You not Ma Pairoo. You not none of that. You Tupac. What made you?
1: Just what made you? What be... made
2: you? What changed, man? What made? What influenced you I think to get into negativity? I think, what, the you, negativity of I this think
1: what you were trying to ask was like, what made you want to be in that situation? Yeah, like yeah. what
2: made you? What clicked in your mind that made you want to go into that type of situation? Right. Yeah. Because that, that, in my mind, that wasn't his business. And I feel like that could have been avoided. I
1: agree. That I agree. But
2: another question, um, I would definitely ask him how he feel about uh, rap and hip-hop today. Mm -hmm. Who who are his favorites from now? Yeah. If he has any favorites. I don't feel like he'd be too problematic, though. I feel like he'd be more so on the forefront of some other type of fight. But I could see him doing features and shit.
1: I can I can see him definitely um working with artists like I said like Polo G. I could definitely see him
2: You know him and Kendrick would have instantly oh, collabed.
1: You know what? It's funny you brought Kendrick up. One thing that an example of how Pac was timeless, right? Remember that remember that I think it was Mortal Man off of Topimpa butterfly at the very oh, end. Yeah. And it man, there was that clip where at the very end of the album, right? It and it, like felt, it felt it felt I'm not gonna lie to you, bro, I because I remember when I... I still get chills to this day. Like, when I hear Kendrick and Pac talking, it's, man, it's just one of those things where... Yeah, bro. It I feels... It feels, now. it feels I'm thinking about that. Right, it feels so real.
2: I remember being in the car and, listening to that.
1: And when Pac is talking about, like, you know, there's going to be bloodshed and, like, murder and, like... Because you got to keep in mind, Tim and Butterfly actually came out, um like, six or seven months after... You know, the death of Mike Brown, R.I.P. to Mike Brown, by the way. Um, that album came out, like I said, six, six or seven months after the events in Ferguson. True. And believe it or not, not a lot of people know this, and I don't mean get off topic, but um, Kendrick Lamar actually did have a couple of uh, studio sessions here in St. Louis yeah, I for, that al- that. for that album. And man, I think uh, Tupac's influence, you can hear Tupac's influence on that album a lot. Yeah and I think that's why me personally and a lot of people are probably going to disagree with me on this but that's why to me To Pimba Butterfly is to me Kendrick's best album to this date just because of how deep and cohesive and it was just so cinematic that it led to that inter- you know led to the very ending of that album so I don't know man pocket will forever be pocket just forever be hip hop to me honestly like he true. Like he is the definition of hip hop.
2: To uh, go back to something though, that uh, the things that he was really describing, that he was describing in that conversation, that, yeah, it was well, you know, imposed between him and um, Kendrick on that album, uh, and yeah. uh, on that song specifically. There was he wasn't lying about the things that were going to happen because they're I happening know. now. Unfortunately, you know, I know we uh, got this podcast to talk about music, and then we talk about things about St. Louis, but. I do want to have segments of her where we do touch like current events. We ain't got to touch everything in the news, right? Because I don't want to depress y'all, yeah, with the same depressing news going on and on. But, um,
1: but at the same time, bro, and I'm you I'm, do
2: have sorry. if you go back and you listen to what he was saying, you do got a lot of that. I'm just gonna say, and I know people don't really want to curse. It's a lot of that bullshit going on yeah. now. Like I was saying earlier, it's so many black women being killed by these men. That look just like them day to day.
1: It's not just that, bro. Like, but you got
2: if, people in across the world. You got Palestine. You got the kids in Syria just being bombed and man, attacked. Thoughts and prayers go to the Middle You East. got all that weird sexual cult kid trafficking shit over there in Sweden and Spain yeah. and all them shit, places going on. It's like, he wasn't lying about none of the crazy stuff that was going to happen.
1: Think about the school shootings, too, right now. Exactly. Man, so much bloodshed, man. It's, it's, it's so unnecessary, too, man, like... I, I know I mean I'm not gonna say I know I shouldn't say that but I bet you if he was still alive today there would be there would be more protests that he would lead with this kind of stuff I yeah. feel like
2: I think he would have been able to damn near revamp the goddamn Black Panthers I mean I think so too you know my biggest thing from Pac though he with him share like like putting like a spotlight on the ghetto in the hood mm-hmm. was it made me pay attention to the ills that I you know I almost wound up committing mm-hmm. myself um, like I tell people I'm like I'm, I'm not the, like I joke with people all the time I'm like yeah I wasn't the one that jumped off the porch I mean I hopped off the porch and then hopped my ass right back on because <laughs> when, you, when you get out into this shit that we call the field and all that your mama ain't there your daddy not there nobody's there to tell you this is not okay to do right. and all the people you call your friends they're okay with you doing this sinister demonic type shit
1: yeah
2: but I was listening to him and he was the reason why I've never been like, don't get me wrong. I joke around. People who know me know I joke around. I'd be like, oh yeah, cause I'm a crip this cause and all that. I just came from a Crip neighborhood and I'd just be making fun of the people I grew up around. I'd make fun of the people I know from California who are Crips and I'd just be getting on their nerves just to fuck with them. Don't get me wrong. If I was though mm-hmm. a gangbanger, I'd be a Crip. <laughs> but, uh, <Right. laughs> All day, every day, because but um, nah, I couldn't see that. <laughs> I couldn't be a blood, bro, because I used to. I, every dude I knew that was a blood or claimed to be blood, I didn't like them mm. except for Wayne, that was the only one I liked. But uh, <coughs> I didn't like nobody else, I didn't like the game at first, kind of not liking them now, but um, people that I knew, yeah, I ain't uh, I was listening. My whole thing was saying this though, I I, I remember right one day when I'm it was an interview where he was explaining to whoever he was talking to. He was like, "You got the people that's outside, you know. We, uh, can you please spread some change? Can you give me some money for some food?" And the rich people go back in and they just party mm-hmm. and liquor, and have, like all this food and everything yeah. around. And the people outside, homeless and hungry, they can't they see it. I'm like, well, damn, I ain't got that. I want that. Then uh, you get the next thing. You know, he was talking about the how it was the intensity of. It going from, okay, please, uh, can we come in to a march, then a protest, and from the protest to, now they knocking down the door to get what they want, mm-hmm. the sustenance that they need, and then you got all this greed in the country. You um I mean, he put the future in like such a perfect spotlight, but listening to that and then coupled with the thing he was the the shit he was talking about in the city, because I think I also think Pac Kinda, I think, and this is why I think me and him are similar when it comes to thinking. It's this—he had this sense of accountability, yeah, about him, and he wasn't just talking about you know the the majority in the country or what they claim to be the majority in the country or the dominant race or whatever. However you want to say, you know, the white people. He wasn't just putting it all on them. He was like, "Well, nah, we got to mobilize. We got to do this shit. The people got to change the situation." And that's another thing that I always loved about him. It was just that sense of accountability like, you know, you can't really clean the streets until you clean your own house.
1: Yeah. And, and your, that's how I looked at it. Uh, and, and yourself too. Uh, and yourself. Yeah, like you can't yeah.
2: change the world until you change yourself. So, yeah. Man. I, and that that was the, that's the thing that just made me, it, it hurts when you really learn the story and see how it ended. Because it kind of, like he hindered himself a bit. And that's the reason why I said I would ask that question. What yeah. happened? Because that's always been my biggest thing. What what happened? Something happened. Like, why did you go from revolutionary to I'm down with this? And right. this is the one thing we trying to stop. Yeah. But, um, you know, listening to that and realizing that I wasn't listening to Pac was one of the things that made me realize I'm not a street dude. I always tell people I'm a hood dude always. I'm from mm-hmm. the hood. I'm from the neighborhood. My money's clean. Mm-hmm. All my money came from legal things.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm not a street dude because I wasn't outside because I'm listening to the shit he's telling me and it's scaring the hell out of me. I'm like I can't, I can't do this to people. Right. I can't sell you I, I've dabbled and dabbled with certain things but I couldn't sell you shit that's gonna kill you every day mm-hmm. and you look like me. I can't shoot your mama house up because I'm mad at you. Mm-hmm. I can't shoot you because I'm mad at you and you look just like me. Like, why the hell would I be sitting up killing black people? You look just like me. So it never made sense. So when it came to the gang and shit, I'm like, we claiming blocks that we don't own, that ain't got our names on it. They'd have the time. They don't got no type of remnants or reference to anybody black that was in power or people that we look up to. They ain't right. got nothing about history on it. It ain't our streets. So why the hell would I be claiming this shit? So, so Pac yeah. was life-changing for me.
1: Yeah, so did that, would you say, of course, besides your family, um, would you say that Pox music definitely encouraged you to, or actually not just you, but your family to move out the hood?
2: You know, I didn't, you know, my grandparents, they bought that house. That house that they, I grew up in was built in 1882.
1: Oh, the same one you showed me before? Yeah. Okay. That house
2: was built in like the 1800s by a black man who mm-hmm. had got his freedom who his father had got his freedom. And then they moved somewhere up around here, this area. And then that son built that house, gave it to his daughter. And my, that's my, the the woman who sold my grandparents the house. Now, why I'm saying all this, this is going to make sense in the end about yeah, the no, question. You're good. No, you're
1: good. Um,
2: no, you're good. Um, why I didn't leave sooner. Um, my grandparents came probably somewhere like the seventies mm-hmm. bought that house. And the lady who they knew the lady already, but she told them the story about how the house was built. Who built the house and why she kept it for so long and why she didn't leave. Uh, you know, 70s to 80s, 70s to yeah, 80s, 90s. I come along, my granddad tells me the story. Um, my my family was a well-known family on that part in that part of town because my uncle, my great uncle Clayson, him and his sons owned the barbershop on the other end of the corner, my grandparents. Mm-hmm they owned the liquor store on the other end of the corner, uh, other than the other corner of the street, the other end. Um, when I got around and I started, I got to an age where I could understand a little bit more. And uh, back to Pac again, him talking about, you know, ownership and shit like that in the country for black people. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I didn't hear a lot of people owning anything, but I, when I heard about my family owning these things, It was crazy. I knew my family had the barbershop because that was still going while I was a kid, but the liquor store had been sold before I was born.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, But um, thinking about that. I thought it was pretty cool. And in my mind, I didn't want to leave the hood. All I knew was the hood. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like an incubator. Like when you put a chicken in an incubator, all they know is that area that they're in. It's like the same thing when people go to jail. It's like, it's like their it's family. A, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. When people get want to go to jail and they get institutionalized, it's because they in these barricades where they, that's all they know now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I knew. Uh, all I knew was everything that was going on down there for a while. And my dad and my granddad made it a note to get me out and show me different things, mm-hmm. which I thank them for because that's what sparked my mind. Like when I first went to Baldwin, or Chesterfield, and I was seeing the houses out there, big as hell. Yeah, my dad was like, This can be yours one day. This is gonna be yours one day. You can do this, you can do that. My granddad said, You can be whatever you want to be. Right? They didn't, my grandparents didn't leave the hood because they mind had already been made up that this is their home and nothing was gonna make them leave it. And I understood that even the crime wouldn't make them leave. That's all they knew, right? And granted, all hood the hood was all I knew, but I also knew some other shit too.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: My, grand would take, my granddad would take me fishing all the time. Take me hunting, uh, go, trying to get me to hunt, uh, go up to uh, Montgomery County where it was racist and shit, but he owned land up there. He had a farm up there that was 16 acres. Oh, wow. Uh, They didn't leave because they felt comfortable with where they were because they were used to it. I left because, well, I was a kid too. My granddad, he had age and he was getting sick. My grandmother had passed away already. My mom had died. -hmm. Was murdered uh, years before that. And then at that point, my dad was like, I just, I always wanted to take you from down here. Cause there's no, it's crazy for kids to see the shit that we saw. Like, I'm telling you, I literally seen niggas get shot and unalived in that place. Like, that's some crazy shit to see. Right. When I finally went and got like myself checked and evaluated for like the anxiety and shit I have, I had PTSD from that shit sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's like when you hear Herbo and them rap. Yep. Like, PTSD like that's nothing to play with. Like when you, it's
1: it's a real thing, man. You should not. People should not take that for granted.
2: People, uh, some of them, some people who got it. Granted, unfortunately, I don't got it this bad. You know, they flip the hell out when they hear certain things go on because that's really on their mind. But my dad made it a note to get me away from down there. But my dad, he 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 was one of the people that get out the hood. He was traveling when he was young. He was going around doing his thing. Granted, he was doing whatever he was doing at the time. Yeah. Uh illegally mm-hmm. illegally to get his money or whatever the case but he stopped that at one point and just managed his money well and was doing his own thing traveling mm-hmm. and he always made it a note to tell me you know travel see the world that's why i'm like damn my whole 20s i didn't really go seeing the world i'm 29 now at the end of this year i'm definitely gonna make a dish effort to go start start traveling but my grandparents and my parents my dad they, my, they always made it a note to make sure i knew something more than just the hood so, yeah, moving out the hood, Pac, um, those stories. It, it's 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 what made me eventually just be like you know what yeah I I when I get older I got to get out of here, mm-hmm. I could not do this I didn't know how everything was gonna happen the way it happened and I was gonna leave that way. But how old were you? I was well, when I left.
1: Yeah, thirteen. Okay. So it's 14. not it's not too young, but you still remember well enough. Yeah, so, yeah.
2: But it was it was good because I'm going into those years. I was going into those years where that direction and like parent two home two home parent mm-hmm. thing was needed because uh, when you're dealing with like a young kid in high school you know kids start smelling themselves and um, for those who know what that mean that's just like they start getting fresh they start getting attitude about them and they get br- right. back a little bit more right, right, right. you're getting rebellious now Cause you don't want to do what everybody's telling you to do. You don't like the way everything is. You're old enough to kind of understand how some things work mm-hmm. and not everything, but you know, you're old enough to recognize what you like and what you don't like. I needed that. Cause had I not got it, I would have been like, and I, I don't diss none of my childhood <laughs> friends from that area, but I would have wound up going into the same business and shit. They would have went into some of them would eventually go into or be in jail and prison. Like I got a little cousin now who's sitting in federal penitentiary.
1: Oh man, I'm sorry. And to hear that.
2: when I was when I left this hood, he stayed on the other end of the block. He wasn't like that. He was just a little happy ass kid that played football. His mama stayed on his ass, but shit when I left, I come back, they say, Yo little cousin, he cut different, now. I'm like, What you mean? I pull up on him, I dab him while we talk, he kinda got a little weight on him now. He said, I'm out here doing this shit. I'm doing my thing, cuz what you doing because we just sit on the car talking. Mm-hmm. i leave that summer go back to college and i get a call one day from somebody maybe it was our older cousin uh he was like hey look cousin, in jail he ain't getting out for a while i think that was right around the time right before i graduated and it's been what since 2015 he ain't been out yet
1: oh wow man
2: he been in that motherfucker for a while yeah he been in the pen for a while so Yeah, things, you know, hearing those stories that Pac told, I I be telling people he wasn't lying, bro. No, he wasn't. Yo, your kids are really out here dying, bro.
1: He spoke nothing but the truth, man. That's what I really admired him. Yeah. And like, yeah, like I said, like, you know, these current events are going on. He was absolutely right. Like, to me, he was, man, this is going to kind of sound crazy, but he was like a hip-hop psychic. Pretty much. You know, that's probably the best way I could put it for him. Pacs Radamus. I like that <laughs> yeah. I like that.
2: Cause he wasn't lying, bro. It was just every yeah. verse was like a quatrain from Nostradamus, bro. It wasn't like he wasn't lying. It's really it's really some crazy stuff that was going on and they can, unfortunately I don't understand why it still goes on mm. to this day. Why we you know it's, it's uh, just
1: I think honestly, man, like this is just me being um spiritual, but I think it's just honestly a
2: test from God. And I'm hoping that's what it is, bro. I'm hoping it's what it is. Because I struggle with my spirituality. I don't know who run the universe. I tell people I don't took the name off of it. I don't know who run the universe. But there's got to be some type of test from them Mm -hmm. to see if we're going to actually pass it. or we're going to actually come together and do something. Because it's too many. We got to start weeding out the the bad links in this chain. Mm -hmm. Because we all connected. White, black, Middle Eastern or whatever. Whether you like it or not. You can't escape. Well, you like not. You can't escape blackness. I'm sorry, you can't. We everywhere. We in your house somewhere. We somewhere. You got to put on a black t shirt. You might have a brown t shirt, a mocha brown t shirt, <laughs> but baby, we somewhere.
1: Oh my. God. You
2: listen to rock and roll, and you might be a white racist, but guess who really invented rock and roll? Black people. We are really. Mm-hmm. We're there. I don't care how much Leonard Skinner, Pink Floyd, you listen to. We are all in that music still. Go back and check them names on some of them writers. Some of them writers for Pink Floyd and all them wasn't black, wasn't white, they was black. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, more seriously, you know, um outside of Pac and Wayne, I do feel like uh it's some weird topics going on right now, man, and the world is yeah. just uh crazy.
1: Man, one thing about Pac too, man, besides his music, is that he was just really into you know, he was into he was into acting. He was into that was based on true events that happened to this day yeah and he was also believe it or not he was in the theater he was into shakespeare you know he was expanding his horizons a lot throughout his musical career
2: yeah it was crazy to go back yeah. and look at that video of him and Jada Pinkett smith when they were both like 17 yeah and them in school acting i miss those type of schools where they had that acting class yeah within them my high school had theater i think it was just that if i could go back i would join it. it. It was
1: just definitely, I think, a way for him to like express himself, true, and just to um, portray his, you know, portray his thoughts and do what the world truly is to this day. Because this the world we live in right now, and this is something that he always reminds me of when I listen to him, especially like albums like "Me Against the World" and like Machiavelli and "All Eyes on Me." You know, he just remind he keeps reminding us that you know we. It's one of those things where, and I was thinking about this last night, too, that even though America's quote-unquote land of the free, it really isn't.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. It really
1: isn't. Like, we're working, like most, you know, most U.S. citizens, including myself, you know, we're working for corporate America. We're not, we're not actually, I feel like people in general, and sometimes I feel guilty about this, too. Like, we're not taking enough initiative to make an impact towards, you know, helping other people that we should you know because he was definitely one of those guys, and I, here's a quote I actually always in my pocket for saying. And I'm this is probably my favorite quote by him of all time. They have money for war, but can't feed the poor. Say it again, they have money for war, but can't feed the poor.
2: Oh, true, you that know it, what?
1: that was that's probably my favorite uh quote by him. That's but be- to me, that's better than any. I mean, I have I have like some of my favorite lyrics from him too, which I can probably share later on, but like this, this right there was probably like the realest thing he's ever said.
2: Yeah, to and to, to 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 him saying that and to you yeah. reading that quote, um, recently, uh, Jackson, Mississippi, and then a little couple years back, Flint, Michigan, mm-hmm. water contaminated. A guy just was saying the other day that shit. You mean to tell me it's going to be another war at some point? Mm-hmm. Y'all got y'all y'all putting all your money towards the efforts to send these kids to die in war, right? But y'all won't fix the water crisis in your own cities, right? To make sure these people live better.
1: And I, and it's just like... Well, I think part of it, too, like, to me, like, another thing I want to add, too, man, is, like, you know, Pac to me was, like, this is going to be kind of a, a crazy analogy, but he was the CNN of hip-hop to me. Mm. Like, to me, he he was the definition of the news. Because the the media, like, we look at, like, from social media, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever the case may be, a lot of those sources, honest, I feel like, sugarcoat a lot of things. Pac just told straight facts 100%. Like, a lot of the statistics we see on the news are just over, like, I don't know, like, they're not, to me, they're not, there's something, there's something that's always missing. And, like, Puck just told, like, like I said before, like, he told nothing but the truth in his music. Yeah. And, like, I feel like nowadays, especially in the news, like, don't get me wrong, I watch it from time to time just so I can kind of stay on top of with what's going on, but I just don't watch one news source. You know what I'm saying? Like, But like with Pac, like he, he was like, like he's always, I don't know, it's like he was always like, don't, basically like, I guess my point I was trying to make was like, don't believe everything that you see, you know, you have to like, do your research, you can't just rely on like one source, you know, you have to, you have to gather a lot of information in order to have that full knowledge, you know, of what your, you know, of what the issues are, I guess what the issues are, you know, happening today, I guess, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, there Uh, You know, I feel like you got to stay knowledgeable on some things that's going on. Mm-hmm. I, Me personally, man, I make it an effort to not really watch the news. I'll catch yeah. some clips every now and then.
0: Right.
2: I, I just feel like, you know, it's, it's a really depressing thing. I remember in 2020, I had a dark moment for a while. And yeah. it came from watching all these black men look just like me getting killed by cops. And it just brought up into this real bad ball of anxiety. Mm-hmm. It just kind of threw me into this dark place for a second, and I was just like, you know what? I'm not. I'm making an effort for the rest of my life not to watch that shit. I choose to be happy. That's I me. Mean. I'm trying to learn better how to yeah. choose to be happy, and the news is not a way to do it because it's just so mm-hmm. many. It's even this, the stuff that comes on now is just ignorant because you're looking at people argue about Donald Trump day to day. It's like why, why is he even? It's like relevant? why?
1: Like it's like why? Like why? Why do you care? Like, like why do you care about? Like my thing is this. Like why do you care about? and i know we're going i know we're going a little off topic but at the same time and like this is what Pac is teaching like telling yeah. us like why would you care about the stupidest like materialistic things like why do you care about like what's going on you know what's going on in the world what's going on especially in, like you know poor communities especially with the black community and the latino communities that still happen here in the city of st louis you know Cause yeah. we, i mean now i mean i guess for a lot of people it's a good thing that now we're the second most dangerous city like in terms of homicides, but because because New because New Orleans, I mean New Orleans actually just took over. I'm not sure if you knew that or not, but um, but regardless, I mean St. Louis is a, I mean I'm just gonna say it, it's a shitty city. Like it's literally what it is. When, I comes mean, crime, I mean, when is it comes very to a crime, I mean when it comes to crime, yeah. Man. I mean don't get me wrong, like I take pride in St. Louis because St. Louis, you know, like shout out to like my, my uncle, um, you know, and obviously we'll talk about this in the future episode, but um, you know, he taught me you know, a lot like, you know, don't, I don't want you to end up, you know, in these streets or whatever. Cause you know, cause he grew up, you know, he grew up not too far from there. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things, man. Like I always say, like, it always starts from, it always starts with you within you, you know, like you have to make a choice of how you want to grow up, how you want to live, you know, don't let, I would, I never let anybody influence, like, like directly influence. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I guess I do get influence from some of the people, but at the end of the day, I have to make that choice on my own.
2: Yeah. You know, if, don't be, my dad always preached, yeah. uh, have your own mind, dude. Don't ever be a follower.
1: Right. I, I mean, I could be motivated, right? But at the end of the day, I have to be, a, like you said, I have to be a leader, not a follower. Yeah. Like, you know, Pac's music, Pac's music really, one thing about Pac, I know, I know you spent a lot of time talking about how you, you know, how Pac influenced you, but one thing, with pop, especially with hip hop and John in, in general, and this is one of the reasons why hip hop is my favorite genre since I was like seven or eight, like I mentioned a couple of episodes ago. But it's just one of those things, like along with Pac and like some of the some of my other favorite artists, like hip hop was one of those. Um, hip hop was definitely a source that it was like the only thing growing up as a kid that made me feel more confident and powerful. Like I was able to stand up for what I believed in. You know, it definitely made me um, stand up because. Like I, was picked, like, I was picked on a lot, you know, growing up, and I think it just made me... Pac definitely made my confidence go up and, like, made me speak my mind a lot more because I used to be a really shy kid, mm. you know, growing up, and that was something I always, um, you know, salute Pac for. Man, I, I mean, the only thing I could say to him if he was still alive right now was, um, you know, just basically thank you, man. like, thank you, man, for giving us that knowledge that we all need today.
2: You um, asked me about Wayne, mm-hmm. about Pac, if I could talk to Pac, what would I ask? You mm-hmm. could have an interview with Wayne. What mm-hmm. top three questions would you ask Wayne?
1: I would say besides being yourself, um, what other advice could you give every fan that you meet?
2: Okay, okay.
1: And the reason why I say that is because I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying, you know, Wayne obviously made a huge impact and his I mean I've researched uh wayne prior to this um episode i mean he's made a huge impact in new orleans especially with hurricane katrina like he donated yeah definitely i think he definitely he donated two million dollars for something i think when there was that huge flooding with hurricane katrina
2: yeah i remember and, that going and all on all that
1: and i think he had an interview with uh katie couric um at one point Boy, that nigga dropped
2: the damn lean. <laughs> how you dropped the lean, wayne not to sure okay
1: <laughs> but um yeah man like he uh He definitely made a, he made a song about that. I think he, uh, I can't remember. I think he did perform it at the Grammys the same night he won the Carter three. Um, he made a song just about just like the tragic events that happened in New Orleans.
2: Yeah. You You know what? That song, I purposely put that song to the back of my mind only because the video that came with it. Mm
0: hmm.
2: Right before he put out the actual, he changed it and put out the actual video. Don't matter if anybody seen it, but it was all over YouTube and it was kind of dark. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. yeah. If you your other questions, you can ask Wayne. If you could talk to him,
1: man. Other questions? Uh, how many? Uh, how many are you looking for? Huh? How many questions are you looking
2: for? I mean, you can be your top three, really. Oh, my
1: top three. Okay, so that was one. Number two would be, uh, man. Number two would be what would be. Man, I would say, what would you be most proud for? Whether it was getting your mom out of the hood or, you know, signing like artists like Drake or Nicki Minaj, just something along those lines. You know, well, actually, here, here, here's the question. What would be the most, what what do you believe was the most fulfilling um, obligation in your entire career? Like, what was.
2: that'd, That'd be a deep one. That'd
0: be a good one. Yeah.
1: And my last one would be. Honestly, my last one would be and last one that's crazy
0: um
1: it's always that last question man that uh, yeah. that always gets to me but I think my last question would be how much how much inside of you do you have left to share you know to the entire world Ooh. because young yeah, keep in mind this dude probably has I'm just gonna Throughout a number, this dude probably has ten thousand songs easily because I know that dude records the studio like every day.
2: Yeah, I feel like he got more than that. I'm,
1: I know, I maybe, maybe I'm underestimating, but I'm just saying like he's he's got thousands and thousands.
2: I feel like maybe I've listened to ten thousand Lil Wayne songs in my lifetime. But uh, shoot,
1: there was a time where I listened to Lil Wayne like every single day.
2: (laughs) I definitely, uh,
1: like I know last year alone, he was definitely according to my Apple music, um, end of the year, um, statistics. I think, uh, he was like, he was like number five or like number six of like the most, um, listened to artists I've, you know, listened to throughout 2021.
2: You know, um, that question you asked, what was like, uh, not your most fulfilling obligation, but, um, how much of you do you have, you feel like you have left to share with mm-hmm. the world? You know what I, would I asked that question to, Mm. Mm-hmm. I would definitely ask Eminem that question. Me too. That's definitely a person I would love to hear answer that question. Me too. Like how much more of you, like I know you're, he's a really, really, he's a real student of hip hop. Facts. And I would really love to know, like tap into his brain because I want, you know what I would ask him? What, where were you at mentally when you made sorry, mama, I clean up my closet. Clean like, where my closet. were you at? Like really in where were you, when he was making Stan. Mm-hmm. Like where were you at mentally? Like what were you doing mentally? Or where were you at mentally at that time that made that made you make those songs? Because when you go back, that some of that shit is trippy. Mm. I'll be listening to like Stan and like I like the Dido like little uh chorus with her in it, but I'll be like, Where the fuck were you at? Like I remember going from like, like girl, how did you come like so how did you come up with that? Me, and and, 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 and into my bed, my bed, and then you got you go back, you look like this the same dude that just made cleaning up my closet and stand, Bro, what the fuck were you at mentally <laughs> when you made them songs, bro like what was going on in your life because i uh I always found him as an interesting person, like I say, I ain't the most biggest fan of anybody of like well him. Like that, but M is always somebody I feel like I'm. A, I'm a big fan of M, but I wouldn't let you know I'm not as I'm pretty sure somebody's way bigger fan of M is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, I forgot his husband sitting next to me, sitting across from me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, Here we I, go with your gay ADHD again. My ADHD is just retarded, y'all. My <laughs> ADHD be all over the place. It's gonna be gay jokes one minute. I might make a personal joke if you ever meet me because I am trying to make more friends, bro. If you ever meet me i I promise the guy I'm not a dick <laughs> I'm, I'm, if I talk trash to you I like you that means you somebody i, I i'm like, I'm cool with you I don't got no problem with you it's kind of like I'm kind of like the kindergarten's way of like you know like with women with women specifically when I say this I'm kind of like the kindergarten's like if I give you shit I like you yeah, you said that to but me. When it you comes, comes to like to me my all the time, bros and the fellas and all that, if I give you shit, we cool.
1: You said that all the yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, if I don't talk shit yeah. to you,
2: I don't like you. Or I don't, I don't know you. Or I'll just be like, eh, that, yeah, yeah, that guy looks like a douche. All <laughs> right, I don't, I don't got time to be fighting tonight. But, uh, yeah, man, um, I don't know how the hell we got to that. But, uh, yeah, I me mean, neither. You- <laughs> ADHD. See, that's what it was. That's how we got to that ADHD losing topic. Because, you know what sucks about ADHD but works in my favor? I think if I was being interrogated about some shit, i will forget it and pass a polygraph test because on accident because I wouldn't remember. I'd be like, y'all brought me in because who got killed? No, nah, I don't know about that.
1: Man, anyway, Who we... beat
2: up the game? They said it was me. I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't remember that one. <laughs> I literally forget. Oh, man. That probably ain't a good thing because now I be thinking about what's going to happen when I get old. Now I'm about to turn 30 next year. I be getting scared. I'd be like oh my god when I turn 40 Am I gonna start showing signs of Alzheimer's and shit <laughs> Like Man dude, don't, let's
1: not think negative right now like, man. That's let's... scary
2: as hell bro like getting older huh.
1: Alright man So we talk about Pac's influence How he influenced us We talk about Wayne's influence How he influenced us Let's talk about I think we, we might have answered this earlier But let's go deeper into who is More influential
2: on this topic, then I'm definitely gonna have to uh more influential. I'm,
1: like, going I'm, I'm talking some... about the whole keep in mind, I'm talking about the whole package. The whole package. The whole package.
2: No, not, not, okay. shut up, man. You dirty. Man. <laughs> yeah, I wish we had video so y'all can see Bobby like get a little irritated and w- turn his head away from the mic. <laughs> Hey, I'm sorry. This is who I am, bro. I'm, I'm gonna say whatever, bro, because I mean you got to laugh, bro. I mean, I, I, I we gotta have you fun a, with it. Yeah, of laugh, of bro. course. Uh, old package is more influential. I'm
1: talking about in terms of music style, catalog. You know everything. Catalog,
2: music style. Damn, that's kind of tough. Because when I think about the catalog, I know who's. I know already whose catalog is right larger. Uh...
1: I mean, before I mean, while you think about that, I mean, it's safe to say that they are probably naked and Nick. I mean, well, that if too. Not, well, that too, but they're definitely the top two. Yeah, most influential,
2: influential artists of all time.
0: Of all time. Um, popular
2: Darion would say Wayne, but like mm-hmm. my my real true like like down core of my heart opinion is I'm gonna take Pac. Okay, I'm gonna take Pac on this. Um, mm-hmm. Reason being we have gotten to see and even with Wayne this has happened too but we mm-hmm. haven't seen every exactly how far his reach is really really going to extend uh, mm-hmm. from my lifetime now I've seen Pac at a young age from what he was doing back then in the 90s and yeah. some of the early 80s in movies he uh, you had, you had movies different commercials all that type of shit right. acting books being written and all that and just having you know he's he's at that point where he's had this what do they call it? Uh, uh, When they make like a movie about a person, what is it called?
1: Oh, like an, kind of like an autobiography? Yeah, kind of like an yeah. autobiography,
2: but uh, kind
1: of like what Eight Mile was. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like,
2: yeah. Pac has gotten that going now, and I feel like Wayne is due for one. Mm-hmm. I feel like, but it's, they're going to probably do it when Wayne get a little bit older. They'll yeah, do it uh, when you haven't heard from him so much. But I feel like, uh, yeah, I'll take Pac on it because we can see from the generations that he grabbed a hold of. To where they at now, and then they spread that knowledge down to us, and then we give that knowledge to people like the YBs and yep. Dirks and all them Boosies and all that, and you've gotten to see how that how that played out even after his death. Posthumously, he uh he 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 still remains talked about. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's really a day or a not our day where people didn't bring up Pac and Biggie. Yeah. Or even when there's a the hip hop conversation, you see there's a Pac and Biggie. Mm-hmm. and it, it's the same thing with I think how I think Jay-Z is gonna be he's the third most influential motherfucker in my mind okay I think him and then you got Eminem right on his heels be the fourth influential motherfucker but specifically we talking about Wayne and Pac I'm taking Pac yeah just cause how long this reach has ran you know most people you know people gonna die mm-hmm. and maybe I'll re-say I'll re- that later when I go back to like one two three and four cause I forgot about Biggie uh Yeah, that that reach and being influential is, is I'm taking Pac on the end of the
1: basically. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I got this like for me, like when people ask me that, like I kinda of break it down a little bit because it's like you got Pac with a substance. Um, you got Pac with I mean, you got substance with Pac, you got you got pain, you got aggression, you got storytelling. You know, with Wayne you got of course, besides his style, you got his you got his wordplay and creativity, but I feel like Pac was a lot more. Pac is more timeless than Lil Wayne. No disrespect to Lil Wayne, of course. Yeah. But Pac just had, Pac has a lot more relatable music than Wayne does. I feel like. Like people can, I feel like people can. Relate to, um, relate to Pac. If they actually ta- if they take the time to listen to them, I mean it could be too. Like when you were born, at one point too, because you know kids from like, you know, you know, because we were, you know, we're not ni- you know, we were born in the '90s, both of us were, right? But like kids who are like maybe born in the new, you know, in, when 2000 and, 2000 and younger, you suck. <laughs> let's not go that far. I mean, they're probably gonna, gonna they're memory. probably gonna they're probably gonna say Lil Wayne, honestly, because like I said, even these kids nowadays, you know, they're getting tattoos and dreads
2: gosh darn it Gen Zers.
1: <laughs> but no like if somebody were to ask me that i would definitely say um i would definitely say Pac. i mean like i said they're both they both go neck and neck at the end of the day but in terms of me like in terms of my age and uh you know what i what i relate to i'm, I'm gonna say Pac on that
2: one too yeah i'll take Pac on that i mean like i said mm-hmm. we haven't gotten to pinnacle wayne is probably where his pinnacle with hip-hop mm-hmm. music goes but i feel like he still got a little bit more Left in him. Me too. Uh, it's nice to see him branching off into other things like podcasting. and uh, Right. Just right now, just enjoying the fruit of his labors. I'm glad the whole like... Cash money. Cash money, money thing got it yeah. settled. He's past that now. I'm glad that's behind him. You know, I knew it was all bad when he said, fuck cash money. I thought I would never hear Wayne
1: say no shit like that. Bro, listen to Sorry for the Wait too. if you haven't yet.
2: No, I'm ha- I still haven't. You've been telling yeah. me that it came it, out it came, it came out like...
1: It came out, I think, like... A- after you know believe me with drake came out like yeah it was somewhere around that but man you gotta listen to that sorry for the way too mixtape because he went off on them
2: yeah i didn't you know i didn't really dive head first into that uh and you really have been telling me to listen to that for years and I yeah even...
1: i don't think it's on streaming i don't think it's on streaming services but i know it's on dat piff for sure
2: i'll be forgetting dat piff is still alive like that shit still be going
1: that's another thing too like if if you Most of y'all aren't familiar with Lil Wayne's mixtapes. Go on Dat Piff. I mean, that dude has millions of downloads. That's what I've seen. If you really want
2: to get into people like Wayne, like, really, really want to get into Wayne, Mm -hmm. not what you heard, like, if you've been born in, like, 2000 and all that, uh, like, really go to Dat Piff and go back to, like, 05, 07, 07, 08, 09. Them years were crazy. Like, yeah. Out the gate, dude was nuts with that shit. But, Mm -hmm. um,. Bro, and he was
1: like only in his earlier like mid twenties too at the yeah, time. Like that's what's crazy. crazy about it. right? That's
2: the crazy thing. When I think about Wayne, mm-hmm. and I be looking at like them Cash Money like clips of back in the day, they were like, you know, Bar was like fourteen.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I be like, wait, what? Like, dude I was a kid.
1: He he. I mean, Wayne before he started, you know, rapping off the top of his head. I think he wrote his first song at eight years old. Like eight years old. Mm. But then I think as he got older, that's when he just. Just went off the top. Yep.
2: I remember when he said it, he uh, wrote, what was that? 3000 bars. Well, he went in the studio. He had all his, his written Mm -hmm. music. He just put it into 3000 bars on one song and him and whoever was recording his engineer. they just ran them all through that night. He said, after that night, I would never write again. Right. I've been just freestyling and going off the top of my head, which makes me say, yeah, he's probably one of the best freestylers. I agree. I feel like if Freestyling And when you freestyle It ain't gotta be like You gotta be a J. Cole lyrics, Lyricism freestyle Like if you can use And place your similes And metaphors right He's one of the best To do that Wayne is one of the best hands oh, down to sure. do That wordplay is Ridiculous you know, what,
1: you know what I'm surprised about With Wayne though Is that And correct me if I'm wrong Like I know he I know he freestyled for You know a lot of like You know BET Award shows and all yeah. that But I've, I don't think I've ever seen him Battle rap
2: I don't know how he would do with battle rap.
1: I think he would. That would be funny. I think he would, <laughs> No, the reason why. T-Double versus Way. That would be crazy. Hey, that would be, be crazy. That'd that'd be we got to get that going. Man, uh, and T-Double will get you on here too, my brother. Just, you know, we got you. um' I'm trying to build
2: a foundation right
1: now. Yeah, man, but we got you. We'll definitely get you uh, before the end of the year for sure. Indiana
2: Rome, Tev Poe, Riley B. Um, Bodine. Bates, Bodine, uh, who else? from the city. Murphy Lee, who just got a new song that came out. Dude, oh, really? Nice. And Dan Rogue just came out with a new song, too. Yeah, Mainline. Chelsea yeah. put me on. Shout out to Chelsea. Uh, you know... But we got y'all. We we got, we got y'all. y'all. We we just trying to build a foundation. Just get patient. Just trying to figure out the way we're going to take this.
1: But t first. how promise. we want to... Yeah, he's yeah. going to be our first interview.
2: How yeah. we uh, structure... We're just trying to work on the structure trying to figure out we going to do these interviews because I want him to... Uh, me and Bobby both want them to... You know, it, I want it to come out professional. We want it to come out right
1: we don't want to ask the same cliche questions yeah. that we've heard before. I'm
2: still doing all my studying on T. Dubbo and who I can, like, figure out who he is just from, by, you know, hearsay and things I'm learning. Yep. Uh, man, y'all better start tweet uh, answering my tweets, too, man. I done tweeted Dubbo. Well, I ain't tweet him. I, I seen him stuff about the black NRA. I don't know if he got it or paid attention to it or not. But <laughs> if you did, yeah, there is a black NRA, man. I would definitely, to anybody that's a gun owner that is black i would definitely send you i would definitely post a link on facebook if you know me and you got my facebook you got my twitter my instagram i'll post it here i'll probably post it on my tiktok if they don't take it down because tiktok be on it eh. but uh yeah man um
1: but man i think wayne would i think wayne would do a really good job at um uh, battle rapping personally I mean, yeah,
0: wordplay-wise,
2: he would.
1: Because think about it. Because he's made diss songs off the top of his head. he's, yeah, he's, but he he's, he's made plenty of those. He I mean, the best disser. But would he be the best battle rapper? Probably not, but I think he would still kill it.
2: He'll do good.
1: I think he'll do good. I think he'll do
2: good. But he ain't like... You know, when I think of battle rappers, bro, I'd be looking at the aggression they be putting in. Like, battle rap scare me sometimes. Like, I'd be scared to go I, to I, battle I rap concerts because... I be thinking a gun for to get pulled out Cause they be just in their face like I remember that first battle rap thing I seen Where dude was like you mad cause I'm styling on you And then dude just socked him in the face After he said that And ever since then that's been a definitely golden battle rap bar When he said you mad cause I'm styling on you And dude bow Took off like Draymond Green on Jordan Poole the other day Man clocked him I was like, that is nuts. I cannot be a battle rapper because the second I say anything, I don't need you trying to jam me in the face. Right. I ain't with all that chief. That ain't that ain't that ain't how I'm rocking, bro. That ain't going down like that cause, uh I'm like these New Year's young guys, bro. I'm not fighting Brian Smith, six hundred dollars on a gun. I'm just playing.
1: No, I will say this. Like if people were at like Tupac obviously to me would not be a battle rapper.
2: I mean, Boy, yeah, there, that, there's
1: that. That definitely there, would have right. happened. I mean, but let's just be real for a second. I mean that. I mean that. Let's just say, you know, let's not be, be funny biased. as hell to
2: see. It would be. be. funny as hell with his voice.
1: But you know what? But you know what? At the same time, though. <laughs> at the same time, though. <laughs> not
2: all in my head. If I can imitate Tupac, y'all hear how it sounds in my head, bro. <laughs> all
0: right. Imagine all right. they
2: like battle rapping Tupac. <laughs> that shit
0: would be hilarious. No, hilarious. Mean,
2: no! Oh my God! Murder book on solo. No! Imagine jokes. him! No! Hit imagine He <laughs> <laughs> Trying to battle rap Tupac. I mean, imagine Tepo!
1: Imagine Tepo versus Tupac. Tepo
2: gonna find a way to keep it going. But that'd be hilarious. Cause Tepo,
1: Tepo, did, Tepo has done battles before.
2: I ain't surprised. He's yeah. one of them other people that got that grit about him. While oh I feel God. like he'd be good at battling. Um, but
1: honestly, like Tupac,
2: Tupac, like I said, he doesn't. He
1: the difference between him and Wayne, right? Is that he doesn't have he just speaks, you know, all facts, right? But like he doesn't have yeah. that wordplay like Lil oh, Wayne, like I said before. Yeah. You know, Lil Wayne's got po- Pardon,
2: wait, 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 wait. Who you said it had it?
1: No, okay. So basically I just said that Tupac doesn't have that you know, those wait, wait, okay, okay, uh, okay, okay, the, okay, you know, okay, the okay. wordplay similes and metaphors like Lil like Lil Wayne has. I'm I just about, trying I'm ta-
2: at first I thought I heard TW and I was like, No, no, no I'm
1: talking about po- I'm, I was talking about Pac, Pop, like yeah, not yeah. having, you know, those qualities like Lil Wayne
2: like Lil Wayne has. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Wordplay definitely make Wayne a good battle rapper. Yeah. Um. All right, now speaking of battling, since
1: um, this is probably going to be the final part of this episode, because, we, man, we've been talking for a minute about these two. Bro, high. you know,
2: I was just looking at this clock over here, and it started at 10 o'clock, and I felt like that was five seconds ago. I look back, it's say 10.56, and I don't Dang, smoke has weed it, no more. Has it been less than an hour? Bro, it's been more than an hour. Okay, we going on like two hours. Yeah, I told you this was gonna be at least
1: two hours long. We
2: going like two hours. Bro, I told you this was. Gonna, I told you this was gonna be at least two
1: hours long. <laughs> but no, but like, okay, now the now here's the final part um, for this episode. Now, aside from battle rapping, you know, because they both have hit singles, they both made history in hip hop. They're both legends. At the end of the day, um, rightfully so. And this is a debate that I actually started on Twitter that I got a lot of comments on.
2: Bobby Internet, he like Twitter famous, y'all. Just want y'all um, to know. Make me Twitter famous,
1: man. Yeah, follow uh, my man uh, Yogi three one four at Mahogany Mayhem if you haven't yet.
2: AKA seven, AKA, you know what I'm saying. Northside McLovin, and
1: <laughs> But who would win in a versus battle between those two? Mayor Pot. Ooh yeah. yeah. Ooh spicy. Uh. This is a tough one for me to think. I really have to think about this one. Shit. I'm gonna take Wayne. That was easy for you. I
2: don't even deny it, because you gotta think about the times now and how verses is looked at now. Yeah. Think about the age of the people in the grass. I got... what Then again. It could be it, I'm taking Wayne. I'm not backing off that. I'm taking Wayne. Mm. But I'm just saying. It, it could be a 50-50 split.
1: I was going to say, it could be the closest. Yeah. Ba- like In terms of like hits and all that that they both have had. Yeah. But you got to keep in mind, though, Wayne has... I think Wayne... But he's
2: going to have more hits because he's been well, alive longer than Well, that's than the thing, too,
1: right? Like he's, like, he's... I think... Yeah, it was like 10 years ago, Wayne beat Elvis... At the time, Wayne beat Elvis Presley for the most songs on the Billboard charts. I'm glad,
2: because that old demon dog stole... I'm not even going to get into this. It's not about rates, folks. But it's about uh,
1: pop. But, um... No, but yeah, I got Wayne on that, too. But it could be almost neck and neck on that.
2: Yeah, um, but, you but, know, but it, I, it definitely... But it would because, have to be because I'm thinking about how Versus is when I'm... And the reason why I'm thinking about how it's set up... Because look at the people that... Really and don't get me wrong. like I, Cymbeline and okay, Swiss Beats. My bad. Go ahead. No,
1: oh, no, you're good. Um, Like I said, you know, Wayne, like Pac... Like this is just mean, Like, like I said, Pac to me is top five of all time. Yeah, Wayne is like number. I had him in a specific number. What was it? I have him at number? Probably like number twelve. Um, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean I'll, That doesn't mean he's worse than Tupac. You know what I'm saying? But like you know, because Wayne's better in some qualities than Tupac is, and vice versa. You know, what I'm saying kind of like what we mentioned yeah. throughout this whole episode. But Wayne's just got those hits like, lollipop, six foot, seven foot, a millie. Um
2: Hell you can go back to the block.
1: The Block is the uh, block man. Side. Right. You know, go DJ.
2: Go DJ.
0: You know,
1: Fireman. Off the Carter Two. Which is, by Fireman. the way, a ran, Random Fact, my favorite Lil Wayne album, by the way. The Carter Two. Um
2: What was the song he had on there that was like a serious song? And that was I I can I can't believe Hustling What? Hustle's Hustle Music. Hustle music. That was my favorite Wayne song for a Oh, I didn't know that. Long time. That was my favorite Wayne song for a long time. I felt that because at the time I didn't know that's that. when I was trying to hop off the porch and try to be a dumbass. But I was like yeah you know I was house know, oh, listening God. like yeah I'm finna be a drug dealer. I'm finna get the bait. I'm finna get the bitches. But that didn't happen. I didn't get bait for Christmas and I was hurting. I <laughs> didn't get no bitches until I got to college. But whatever. That's the other of there. end <laughs> of But man
1: yeah but yeah I got Wayne on that one. But Pac would I mean Pac would you know obviously if he played like California love and like how do you want it and like dear mama you know he would uh
2: Sweet lady. but he would de-
1: he would definitely um you know he would definitely he would definitely make a great effort in that versus
2: battle I mean because Pac had hits he did but you know in terms of hits Wayne gonna take it yeah for sure but uh,
1: yeah, I, I gotta give it to Wayne
2: on that one. I'll give it to him. Like I said, I'm 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 did I give it to Pac and Wayne? See that? ADHD, no,
1: no, you got you gave it to Wayne. I, I'm
2: definitely gonna keep it there too because no, uh, no, you gave it to, I'll Wayne. Give it to Wayne, bro. That sounds you, you get sound crazy. Whoa, pause. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give Wayne the, the win on that one because yeah. of I'm thinking of how Versus is structured. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the reason why I was so I was paying so much attention to the structuring on it is because you got Swiss Beats and Timbaland who kind of started it, and you know, they. Of the older echelon, and then you got yeah that versus battle with the locks mm-hmm. and Dipset, which is the older echelon. Bro, type that that was nice. And all them old heads was going crazy, bro, when we, the locks got the performance, And the locks, the reason why they so good at performing because they were stage trained. Mm-hmm. They have stage person. Diddy made them get stage trained, and that's yep. the reason why they won because they know how to conduct a show. Yeah, and they put they put it on, bro. Yeah, shot, put shot it to, on, man. shout it on to man. Kiss, man. Yeah. That's who was coming to St. Louis. Kiss. Wait, Kiss is coming to St. Louis. Yeah, I gotta look at the date. I meant to send you that thing, but I flicked past. it where's he gonna perform at? I don't know if it's at Pops or uh somewhere on this yeah, side. Yeah, we gotta we gotta go see him. But I have to go see Kiss because that he he was my first hip hop album that I purchased.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I thought Urban Legend was.
2: Remember I told you like the first hip hop I purchased with my own money.
1: Oh, okay. See, I didn't like, see that, was that, part, kiss. that part. did didn't death. I didn't know that, to be honest. And it
2: was the same year that, like, I was buying all them Wayne mixtapes After that, but okay, okay, that was like my first ever like walk in the store.
1: Like you actually purchased Grandma it from, it. Want from your that. mom. Yeah.
2: Okay, she gave me my little twenty five dollars allowance, and I paid like ten dollars for it. Right. And that was that's, kiss that's, of death. Was my first album that I paid man. for. It. And I love. I used to play that, I, boy. I wore the motherfucking the little this mm. silver vinyl part off the back of that thing. That's crazy. My CD player. I went through like. That gonna make me look that up when I go home. <laughs> listening to that album, bro. Man. Only because I used to tell me I used to look like Judas Kiss when I was a kid, but whatever. Ain't no way. That's like yeah, you look like Judas Kiss. Like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> Your mother's handsome.
1: Oh my god, but oh, man, uh, I mean. You know, overall, man, like Pac and Wayne, two two of the greatest to ever do it.
2: Two giants, titans, goats, titans. Yep. Um
1: Staples in hip hop,
2: heavily inf- influential to all the generations that you see thus far with hip hop, and yep. I expect them to be more influential as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Um. I yeah that that that
1: I believe that um. I believe, you know, especially with Wayne, you know, he's definitely gonna yeah. Im- influence even more yeah. artists in the long run.
2: I see him being his his, his influence.
1: I mean, podcast. I mean, Pac is too. You know, don't get me wrong. Pac will
2: definitely influence. The one know. thing that I think it carry it on for Wayne, like the person, I think it carry it on for Wayne at any point in time, is gonna mm-hmm. be Drake always. Yeah, I agree. Drake gonna always have like that love for Wayne, where it's gonna be like I'm yeah. gonna always carry his name with me because this is the man that put me on. So yeah, of course. I mean, Wayne was the one that <sighs> you created one of the biggest artists to be. So yeah, maybe Drake, even the, he, he gonna be in that conversation at some point. At some influential, point,
1: influential. Yeah, because
2: he gave it cool for a lot of these rap dudes. That I mean, get, he'll def-
1: sensitive. He'll easily be top ten most influential.
2: Yeah, when it's all said and done,
0: I'm talking about, I'm, yeah you know, specifically he, Drake.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, when it's yeah. all said and done, Drake he's up there on that round, that Mount Rushmore of influential. Oh, for sure. Um, but Wayne, man, uh, but I don't Wayne, know if y'all gonna ever hear this. You are... I know Pac probably not heard this, but unless he' listening from you know that Thug Mansion in Heaven, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I hope you sitting next to Pmc because he need to hear this too. Sweet Jones, mm-hmm. I know that's random, but that was just another one of my favorites from around that time. <laughs> really appreciate the Pac if you listen to his interviews, right? Um. This yeah, this is dedicated in honor of those two artists. The reason why that we I I was really cheering for this episode is just because these are the people I I spent my childhood listening to. So, man, um, thank you,
1: man. Facts, man. Thank
2: you for uh, your contributions, bro. I know that sounds cliche as hell. Like you went to the war. Or something, but you technically did go to war for mm-hmm. us, So y'all made it possible for people like me to even attempt freestyling. Yep. At times, I wanted to be a rapper because of you YouTube. <laughs> uh, I still might drop. I, I am going to drop two EPs. Me and Bobby going to drop an EP. Hustle City Heroes episode, yep. uh well, season one, episode one, whatever. That's definitely going to be, be a thing. It's going to be
1: fire. It's going to be
0: fire. If we're not going to be on some bullshit.
2: It's going to be fire. I'm going to be on all types of BS. <laughs> But um, then We'll then be looking out for Welcome to Jellystone See they call me Yogi And if you know anything about Yogi Bear Jellystone was the park he was in But that's like his hood He run that I run that Yeah Welcome to Jellystone It just be a little funny EP It's gonna be my comedy EP I'm, I'm trying to leverage this to make my comedy career pop So if y'all could please go follow me on Twitter At uh, 314 underscore 314 underscore Yogi And Instagram 314 underscore Yogi um, Twitter Northside McLovin. Just type it in, my face will pop up. Um, at Mahogany Mayhem on Twitter. Uh, you know what? No, don't follow that. Go to at Diaspora Baby. Diaspora Baby at uh how have you said at Twitter because that's my clean one. I'm trying to rebuild that one up because Bobby said I post so much nasty stuff on my other one. I guess.
1: You can but, do whatever you want man, you're an adult, I'm not your daddy I'm so just trying to, good.
2: I'm trying to But I am yours, I'm trying to uh, <laughs> <Shut that up>. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm trying to lead a positive example for my son here uh, I'm trying to get that popping man mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to uh, Popping out And really getting on stage to bring comedy Live to people Yeah. I'm just working some stuff out so I can uh, uh, I'm gonna
1: be the front row man, you already know Get some shows popping
2: You know I'm time back Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby, you got anything you wanna say?
1: Yeah, man. Um, you know, if I could talk to you know, if I could say one thing to Pac, man I would say thank you, man. Thank you for being one of the most, if not the most honest artist ever in um hip hop history. Uh Wayne, uh man, just keep doing your thing, man. Stay consistent. Um, you know, sh- man, keep uh dropping those fire verses like you always do. And man, I'm looking forward to the Carter six. Um Man, I hope uh, it's even, don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed the Carter 5, but I know the Carter 6 is going to be crazy, which is something I'm looking forward to. And I'm still waiting for I Am Not a Human Being 3. I remember DJ Khaled was hyping that up about a year ago, a year or two ago. So please do whatever you can to make sure that comes to life.
2: There's a what coming out, Bobby?
1: Did you not know that? There was a I Am Not a Human Being 3 um, coming out before eventually. You,
2: Wayne, but Wayne, before you drop that, now let me tell you. I did not feel the other two I'm not a human being The first one was one, was all right. one was alright One was alright But that second one I wasn't feeling that at all yeah, I don't man. know what you was on I don't know if the Lean formula switch But I'm gonna need you To figure it out If you're gonna make A third one Hold it I'm gonna need you To come figure it out You're. I'm gonna need you To figure that one out for Sure But
1: I, I expect a classic Out of the Carter
2: sex, Personally yeah. um but
1: man uh yeah man just keep doing your thing and maybe one day we'll meet maybe not but regardless i mean much love to you brother
0: and let's <laughs> like a snail. I've, got this this, music, music, this, I've got to love you it. it. this has
1: got
0: to go I Feet so so right. so it. right.
1: it. it. right. maybe You music The you a chance to blow this oh, the, music,
0: the music, the, the, music, the moment you, the you know. hold it. you better never let it go. Yeah. you yeah. get one yeah. shot, yeah. miss a chance can't to blow. It's yeah. 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 once yeah. 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 lifetime. Yeah. 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 Yeah.